This is episode number 199 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell, and it's me today. Anita and I will be back together on the show next week. And uh, to set the scene, I'm risking it with this episode recording. It's 6.30 a.m. Monday morning. I'm recording in our living room because there's nowhere else to go in our house that has a closed door or a door that locks. So I'm really hoping that I can get through this without a child coming and interrupting. So we shall see. So I wanted to talk today about something that I know I've talked about a little bit on the show here, but have not done a full episode on, and I still get quite a few questions on it. And that was my decision to have an amniocentesis almost four years ago now. And we weren't doing the podcast at that time. And I didn't talk about that experience until after I had it done because it was something that I really just needed to sit with myself. Let me talk you through it. Almost four years exactly, four years ago this month, I found out I was pregnant with our now three plus year old Theo. And that was October 25th, 2017. I remember that day or the morning at least so clearly because it was such a difficult experience to get that positive pregnancy test. It was not a pregnancy that was planned and it was a really really difficult day getting that positive pregnancy test and then the days and the weeks and honestly the months that followed were just tough too. Quick backstory for those of you who might not know that story although I know so many of you listening have been following along that long so you do know all the details because I shared them quite openly. However if you are newer I had a difficult first birth that was a planned home birth resulting in a emergency C-section and nothing about that labor or the actual C-section itself felt traumatic. I felt incredibly well cared for. It was just the resulting early postpartum period where I had a really difficult time healing and recovering mentally and emotionally. 
because of really my own expectations for myself and what I thought my body could do, what I believed quote unquote successful birth was. And so I had to do a lot of reckoning with myself around those ideas. And so coming into that postpartum period was a really tough transition. I felt like it just shook me to my core. So two years postpartum was when I got that second positive pregnancy test. And at that point we weren't, we weren't sure what we were going to do in terms of trying for another pregnancy. We were really thinking that maybe, maybe that would be it for us. We would have one child. She was two. We were starting to feel more settled. I was starting to feel like my identity was kind of forming again into, you know, at the time, the current version of myself, I was really terrified of the idea of another pregnancy, knowing I was so sick during my first one and now being, you know, so sick while also taking care of a two-year-old. My partner was working shift work at the time, days and nights. We had no family close by. I was trying to build a business. And the part that was maybe the scariest was I felt like I was walking into the fire knowing that I would need to birth another baby. I'd spent the last two years really, like I was said, in this reckoning with myself, trying to figure out why it was that I was so disappointed in that birth throughout the first, you know, few months postpartum, why I felt shame as one of the first emotions after that birth. It was a lot. It was a lot to sit with and considering another pregnancy. Back to October 25th, 2017, I was alone when I got that positive pregnancy test. And I just cried on the floor with such deep discomfort. When we were considering what we were going to do with that pregnancy, we were so unsure and so uncertain. There was so much back and forth conversation about how do we handle this? Do we move forward with it? Do we not? Ultimately, I ended up booking an abortion, which was scheduled for maybe a couple weeks later at that point. And it wasn't until the morning of that abortion appointment that I canceled it. Got up early, dark, sitting in my living room, very similar to this scene that I'm in now, actually different province, different house. And I just cried on the couch and eventually walked back upstairs, crawled back in bed with my husband and said, I'm not going. And it was at that moment that we decided that, yeah, we were going to see this pregnancy through and, you know, be in it. And I couldn't explain to anyone with words, why that was, because the terror that I felt was so, 
so deep. I couldn't even explain to Randy, my husband, why, why I knew this was the move. I just felt it in my body. I knew, I knew. And I think some of you have probably had experiences like that before where the words, the words can't come. They can't explain why, but you just know. It's just such a deep sense of trust and knowing. And that's what I felt with this pregnancy with our now three plus year old Theo. Where things got a little bit of extra trickiness was at maybe our second ultrasound and a set of blood work at that time that showed elevated markers for trisomy 21 or Down syndrome. And we had some options at that point if we wanted more clarification, more concrete answers, which we absolutely did. And I think it's important to consider the context. It was important for us in considering the context of how we were feeling during that time, because even though we were still going forward in the pregnancy, it was just still really scary and really uncertain. And mentally and emotionally for me, I couldn't handle much more. I was pretty tapped out. I needed to do whatever I could to take care of myself. And the options given were a blood test that would show more concrete answers on what might be happening. Although the most specific test we could do was the amniocentesis. And that is when they get some of the fluid, excuse me, get some amniotic fluid from my body with a needle through the belly, through the uterus into the amniotic sac, which is a procedure that comes with risk. And I had to consider all of that when deciding to have that amnio. Ultimately, I decided that, yes, I needed, I needed the answers. I needed to absolutely know one way or the other, was this trisomy 21? Was it something else that was happening? Give me all the deets. Give me everything because I I'm having such a difficult time to begin with just existing that I need to know. When I was considering the amnio, I didn't know anyone who had had one. And really, that's one of the main reasons that I want you to have this podcast episode is to know someone who did have one. If you too might not know, or maybe you can pass this on to someone in the future who you know is wrestling with the decision because it's not an easy decision when people are giving you the information that yes, there are risks to the fetus, to the baby involved. It's not a risk-free procedure by any means. And there could likely be some physical discomfort in it for the pregnant person as well. So when I was considering the amnio, I didn't know anyone. And when I was talking through it with people, I kept getting a lot of comments like, just do the blood work. Just do the blood work. It's zero risk. It's going to give you 
a great reading likely. So why don't you just do that? I think there was a lot of confusion from other people, but again, they weren't feeling what I was feeling. And what I was feeling was like, I was saying that I needed to know exactly. And the way that we were going to get those answers most precise was through the amnio. And so that's what I did. I chose the amnio and it was, you know, it was one of those decisions in my life that I felt like I chose this for me. I recognized that there were risks to the fetus at that time, and I needed to take care of myself so deeply and put myself first, which I think a lot of pregnant people are very scared to do, and I was too, but I also think we're conditioned not to. And the expectation is that we don't, that we do everything for everyone else, for everyone else's health, including the babies, especially if there could be risks involved. And I really prioritize my own health. It was one of those moments that I just remember so clearly choosing myself. And there are a lot more moments that came after that in heaven the last few years where I chose myself first so I could be okay. It was a really great lesson and one of those turning points in my own, you know, adult life in figuring out how do I care for myself and how do I, how do I be okay? For the actual amnio itself, I was worried that it would be painful and it wasn't, it wasn't painful. It was uncomfortable. It was the strangest sensation that I've likely felt in my body to have a needle go through my belly and then to feel it go through the uterus was just very, very strange. The amnio went perfectly, perfectly for us. Everyone, everything was fine. We got the answers, I think very soon after less than, yeah, much less than a week, maybe a few days, which was very nice to not have to wait super long. The answers were exact and precise what we wanted. We had the information to move forward. And it was at that phone call that I finally, and for the first time, felt myself settle in to this pregnancy. And I believe that was at maybe 17 weeks pregnant. For me, the amnio was absolutely the best and the right choice for me, for my health, and for our family's health. And likely for our baby's health too, that I was taking care of and the family felt taken care of and comfortable and some peace and relief. So when you're considering these decisions in pregnancy and postpartum in your life and parenting and mothering, I think that we can really take, take some of this with us. And like I was saying, I know that I have It was one of those moments where I realized I need to put my own self first. 
And so I wonder where you might do that too in a decision where people might not understand and maybe they're suggesting or telling you just do the other thing, but you know, you know what you need and you know what you want for your own self because you deserve that too. Of course you do. All right, friends, that is my amniocentesis story. If you have more specific questions on it, absolutely. You can reach out to me. I'm super grateful to be able to support you through it or to answer any more further questions you might have. So reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram at Jesse Mandel. Send me an email to the podcast email or to my personal one, but I'll definitely be a quicker reply on Instagram for you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 